Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of American West History and Lore. I am your host, Paul Workman, and as always, I'm glad to be back with you. On the American West History and Lore Facebook page, which if you haven't liked it yet, you better go on and do so, but really, I'd appreciate it if you did, if you haven't. Um, anyway, I put out a request for topic suggestions, and one of our listeners, Dan, shouted that he wanted more ghost stories. So Dan, this episode is for you. Not only is it a ghost story, but in keeping with the theme of our last episode about the ghost town of Aurora, Nevada, this one is about the ghost town of Garnet, Montana, which I am entitling Ghostly Garnet. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about a great Western history podcast by a great friend of the show, Mr. Steve Blizzen. Actually, I'll do you one better and let him tell you about the Drift and Ramble podcast. Welcome to the Drift and Ramble podcast. Each episode, we'll explore true stories and American legends. From the pages of history, we'll look at the people, places, and events that helped shape a nation. Knock, knock, Miss Pearl. I sure hope you ain't decent. Why, come on in here, sugar, and feast your eyes on little old Pearl. Here, quick, help me drag him behind the bed. This here's the sheriff. What's all the commotion in there? Sounds like somebody's getting pistol whipped or something. Oh, everything's fine, Sheriff. Just fine. Had me a romp in the hay with old Pearl here, and I just dropped my boot whilst I was uh, getting dressed. Hi, Sheriff. You want to get a little bit before I get myself all dressed again? Pearl, what are you doing? Don't invite that man in here. No, thank you kindly, Miss Pearl. I'm still itching from the last time we had relations. Well, you know where I am if you change your mind, Sheriff. Stories of survival, notable frontier men and women, explorers who struck it rich, and the outlaws that stole it from them. So, saddle up, or settle in, for the Drift and Ramble podcast. Again, I can't give the show enough respect. The content is fantastic, the production quality is fantastic, so go check out the Drift and Ramble podcast on iTunes, or whatever other platform you listen to your podcasts on. And now, Ghostly Garnet. Ghost Towns probably some of the more intriguing landmarks to visit and explore in the United States. Full of mystery and history, these sites can make for some exciting sightseeing, and they can open your mind to wonder what exactly happened there. Were there gunfights? Was there murder? Probably so. Many ghost towns of the West were built for the sake of miners, a place to house them while they looked for their treasures in the hills. But when the gold or silver runs out, and those towns become abandoned and desolate, then what? What remains is an empty, ghostly memory of a time and place in history that we all hope can live on forever through historical preservation, interviews, and records from the past. But what if some of those residents who lived in these ghost towns never left? What if they continue to inhabit its buildings years after they have passed on? One small ghost town in Montana may truly be inhabited by real ghosts. Welcome to Garnet. Garnet, Montana, 
a small town which was born in the year 1895, was occupied by hundreds of people, particularly miners and their families. The town boasted hotels, stores, saloons, a school, a drugstore, and a say office, and it even produced a weekly newspaper. It was a bustling little town for a while. However, within only 10 short years after its existence, its population decreased from over 1,000 people to just 150 people. A fire destroyed most of Garnet's business section in 1912. Large mining strikes had mostly been depleted, and most of its miners had packed up and moved on to seek out new riches. The town made a brief comeback in the 1930s during the Great Depression. However, that didn't last long, and has pretty well been deserted ever since. At least deserted by physical beings, that is. A Montana state historian by the name of Ellen Baumler claims that once the sun goes down on Garnet, the spirits of this once booming town come out to play. She wrote in her book, Montana Chillers, that sometimes in the deep winter quiet, a piano tinkles in the Kelly Saloon, and the spirits dance to ghostly music. Men's voices echo in the empty rooms, but the moment a living human hand touches the building, the noises stop. She continues by stating about Garnet's ghost residence. They cause no trouble, and anyone who visits the deserted town in the dead of winter should be prepared to meet them. They hide in the shadows, laugh in the wind, and come out when you least expect them. Perhaps the Kelly's Saloon is the most haunted building in Garnet, Montana. In the winter of 1972-73, to 73, the Bureau of Land Management decided to have someone stay in Garnet all year long including the winter. The lucky soul was a man by the name of Mike Gordon. Gordon was given a snowmobile, though snowmobiles back then weren't near what they are now. He mainly got around by using snowshoes or skis with a toboggan that could carry his equipment. He was isolated, basically being transported back to wintertime in the late 1800s. There was no electricity, he kept warm by continually stoking the fireplace and would most likely read by lantern or flashlight. One day, in January or February, Mike had just put another log on the fire and was writing a letter home when all of a sudden he heard the sound of a piano in the town. Thinking that it was just his imagination, he blew it off till he realized it wasn't in his head. As he continued to listen, he said it sounded like an old honky-tonk piano. He eventually decided to investigate. Mike left his cabin and headed down Main Street. As he approached the Kelly Saloon, he realized the music was coming from within it. The Kelly Saloon was in the downstairs of the building and the living quarters was on the second floor. There was too much snow to enter the main floor, so Mike decided to go to the back side of the building, where snow was piled up. There was a plank that led from the hill to the door on the second story. He began walking across it, still hearing the honky-tonk music, and then he froze. He was frightened and didn't have the best feeling about the situation. He left and headed back to his cabin. A little while later, Mike's curiosity got the best of him. He decided to head back to the saloon. As he approached, he could still hear the music. He opened the door and entered the living area. Straight down the corridor was a stairway where he began to walk toward. He realized that the music was coming from the bottom floor. As he walked down the stairs and made it to the bottom, 
the music suddenly stopped. In disbelief, he looked around the bar area. It was completely empty. Mike has always wondered if he imagined the whole incident. Carrie Moon, who was a fire control chief working for the BLM in the 1970s, stayed in Garnet to protect against vandalism, with a crew in the summer and by himself in the winter. He states that you could hear activity in the town almost any time of day. During daylight, you could hear the sounds of horses and men and wagons, regular activity that would have taken place back then. At nights, especially for some reason on Wednesdays, you could hear the sounds of partying, singing, and dancing and laughing, lights in the windows, and even honky-tonk music. The noises kept the fire crew up at night, Carrie continued by saying, We decided we were going to have to get used to it. None of us had gone crazy. We just all realized that whatever was here when these people were alive brought them back in death. It would seem that the activity became more intense in the winter. Moon states that, I don't know if it was because all the tourists were gone or because winter keeps people indoors up here, but the ghostly activity really increased. Somebody was knocking on my door almost every night, and there was a lot of noise downtown. Almost continuous noise. I got so I just had to ignore it and do my work. I think the worst thing was the forge in the blacksmith's shop. I would hear that heavy pounding and think someone was in there fooling around. Then I would realize there was no one up here but me. Moon also heard the honky-tonk piano play at the Kelly Saloon in the dead of winter. Oh yes, one important piece of information I believe I failed to mention is that at the time these men heard the piano in the Kelly Saloon, it had long since been removed. Apparitions have been seen as well. In an account from Ellen Baumler, she talks about tourists seeing former store owner Frank Davy who lived there until his death in 1947. She states that park ranger Alan Matthews, who works for the Bureau of Land Management, knows this all too well. According to Ranger Matthews, on a recent summer day, a volunteer was working at the visitor center. Three tourists, a woman and her two kids, came in and asked, Who's that man over there standing at the door of the ice house, with his arms spread out funny? The volunteer looked in the direction of the ice house, where old Mr. Davy stored his gold. She did not see anyone. The confused volunteer asked the family to describe him. One of the kids said, He has white hair, he's wearing a three-piece suit, and he looks really mean. Their mother nodded in agreement. The volunteer shrugged and said that it was probably just another visitor. She did not want to scare them. She did not tell them what she knew. Bobler also says that park ranger... Matthews and others have seen a woman in the upstairs rooms in the hotel, gazing out the window. Garnet sounds intense. It sounds like when you step into the town, it acts as a time machine, wanting to take you back to when the town was booming and bustling, to a time when one had to make their own way. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of American West History and Lore. If you want to be like Dan and suggest a show topic, then you can do so by sending me an email at thepkworkman at gmail.com or you can comment on the American West History and Lore Facebook page. Also, if you folks would consider giving American West History and Lore a good rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher, if you feel the show deserves it, that is, then I would be extremely grateful for that. It really helps bring in new listeners and helps people find the show a lot easier. Again, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on American West 
History and Lore.